This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. One quick note I wanted to pass on real quick. With Wink Martindale being out, the defensive coordinator in Baltimore, he's out on the open market. Vic Fangio got fired in Denver. He's out on the open market. Longtime great defensive coordinator. That's two real deal defensive coordinators out right now with no jobs. You had a team that wants to improve their defense. Those are two defensive coordinators to look at right there, both Vic Fangio and Wink Martindale, who are both now available. Joining us on the phone lines now from Fox Sports Radio National, Bernie Fratto at Bernie Fratto on Twitter. And Bernie, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man. As you can imagine, we've had plenty of conversations around here about Jim Harbaugh and is he, isn't he, is he going to be in Michigan? Is he going to end up in the NFL? And I know you have a long time of covering Michigan sports uh, from the NFL to college, all that. So wanted to get your thoughts and your insight. First off, my thing is, I feel like there's going to be there, there's leverage being being played here by his agent to try to use the NFL to get back some of that money that he lost last season. But what are your initial thoughts when you're hearing this interest potentially in the Raiders? Yeah, first of all, good to be with you, Q and, and Demond. And just to set the record straight, Jim Harbaugh does not have an agent. He okay. represents himself. Uh, but you're not wrong in theory. He's feeling his oath. Let's start with the here and now. Since January 13th, Jim Harbaugh has had on his desk an updated contract, which pretty much restores everything he lost last year. He's clearly in Mel Tucker territory, and they're formulating an NIL committee. Matter of fact, all three quarterbacks already have lucrative NIL deals, and everything Harbaugh could ever want, including total control, is right there at Michigan. Now, his boss, the athletic director, Ward Manuel, is not only his boss, they're personal friends. They played football together in the mid-'80s for both Beckler. So Ward, along with the benefactors and boosters, they will move heaven and earth to try to keep Harbaugh. Here's what's happening. Because he beat Ohio State, and if you turn back, you, you can't really tell the story this year without juxtaposing last year. Last year, Jim Harbaugh's preference was to leave. This year, his preference is to stay, regardless okay. of what anybody says. Right. Last year, he didn't have, for lack of a better term, leverage, because they were 2-4, and four, everything was a hot mess, Matt Nagy was still in Chicago. John Gruden was still in L.A. Fast forward, he believes he's got an opportunity now. Therefore, he's beaten Ohio State, and his stock is up, and he's going to spread his wings and see what's out there. So as it currently stands, he's waiting. He's waiting. Now, Stephen Ross, who tried to hire him in 2014, he's the owner of the Dolphins. He's a Michigan benefactor to the tune of $200 million a year. was told in 2014, don't you dare touch our guy. <laughs> he tried to hire him in 2011. The, the 49ers beat him to the punch. He's stepping back. The New York Giants don't seem to be interested. And I can tell you that the Chicago Bears have interviewed Leslie Frazier, Brian Flores, Todd Bowles, Brian Dable, Matt Eberfluss, Doug Peterson. None of them are named Jim Harbaugh. So it keeps coming back to the Raiders. Now, I get it. Jim Harbaugh and Mark Davis are friends. Undeniable. They go back to 2003. 
Harbaugh was on staff, and I get Ed Dodge was, and everybody wants to play their, their mind games with all this. But at the end of the day, not to be so long-winded to you, I'm sticking to what I said. I believe it's a 10% chance he returns to the NFL, and it's a 90% chance that he returns to Michigan based on the daily research and the moles I talk to every day in Ann Arbor. All right, well, let me ask you this, because you mentioned that, that contract that's been on the, on the desk, on the table, waiting for him to sign. It's been there for quite a while. How long does it sit there before it's like, okay, dude, sign it or don't? That won't happen because of the history, and if you understand the incestuous nature of Michigan football, and he's a Michigan man, played quarterback there, he's a bow disciple, he's got as long as he wants. And, and, and by the way, if anybody wants to read, it's an excellent question, uh, but I think he's got as long as he wants. He's holding the cards, and he continues, you know, if, if people want to read the tea leaves cue, just this past week, Saturday night, there was a hockey game at Michigan. He attended it last week. Jim Harbaugh gets a courtesy car from the same dealership every year. Last week he turned in his old one, picked up his new one. Mm. He did make a major hire this past week, Mike Elster from Notre Dame, who's right. a former Michigan guy, who'll be the defensive line coach. And he's on the recruiting trail in Florida this week, working hard. So it doesn't sound to me like a guy who's going to leave. The real question is, would Mark Davis give another Gruden-type deal again? Mm-hmm. Megalomaniacal control, 10 years, $100 million. He gets to decide who goes to the bathroom. Hard for me to believe that would happen again. So we're back to the same thing. Harbaugh has the leverage. He has the patience. And Ward Manuel, because they're personal friends, and he's the AD at Michigan, and the Michigan you know, school's printing money, and now they finally beat Ohio State. He will be patient as long as Harbaugh needs. Bernie Fratto is our guest right now on Fox Sports, or on Raider Nation Radio 920. He's from Fox Sports <laughs> National. Hey, man, you know, it's a, it's one of those things, you know, one of those days. But uh, we're gonna, good. You know, we're going to keep on rolling. Now, I, I wanted to ask you because there's a lot of conversations about Harbaugh and him running, uh, rubbing people the wrong way uh, in San Francisco. Apparently players got yeah. tired of, of, talk, of playing for him. Uh, what, what's the latest and the greatest? What are you hearing out of Michigan? How are at least the players and, and even the staff there under Harbaugh right now? Well, the new staff is good. He brought in a new offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, and a defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, from the Baltimore Ravens. And Harbaugh was told, Jim, you're going to have to release some control. They wouldn't even let him play music during spring football last year. But Harbaugh backed off a little bit that showed. And there's a little bit more of a relaxed atmosphere. And like anybody else, some people like their boss, some people don't. But, Q, you brought up a really good point. Because I had moles in the San Francisco 49ers organization. And I know that whole fight and battle with Jed York and Trent Baalke, it never ends good with Harbaugh. It never does. And I'm telling you right now, as someone who's actually been a Raider fan, I actually went to Super Bowl uh, XI uh, back in 1977 when they destroyed the Vikings. Nice. I know what this organization and the iconic nature of it is. I do not believe Jim Harbaugh is a fit, and I'll tell you why. Because Jim Harbaugh, first of all, his stock and trade is to take over a 4-12 and team and make them playoff ready. That's what he did with the Niners, but he never won at all. Right. And I get it that it burns at him. He did not, only, not only did he not win a Super Bowl, he lost to his brother. And that burns at him. And at some point, if the stars align, maybe he does go back to the NFL. I give it to 10%er. But it ended very badly in San Francisco. And if it ends in Michigan, it will end very badly. He's already alienated a lot of people. So, But for the most part... He's solid with the people who matter. It, it, although he was on very shaky ground last year, they never would have fired him. I want to digress for just a second. I covered the Detroit Lions for 10 years. Right. This is my, this is my uh, endorsement for Ritz Passaccia. So in my 10 years, I saw it all. Barry Sanders last year, Rod Marinelli's 0-16 year. Pre- and post-game show. 
coaches were Wayne Foss, Bobby Ross, Dick Geron, Marty Morningweg, Steve Mariucci, all the way up to Marinelli. I will tell you, of that list, maybe two of them genuinely won the hearts and souls of the locker room. I am telling you what Rich Bisaccia did is fairly well unheard of. He's not just an interim coach. He took over an absolute dumpster fire that doesn't want to end. I heard your update with Nate Hobbs. Right. It's incredible that he created a sensational, what I would call, competitive stamina that that team took into the playoffs. What did all the pundits say? And I do this for a living. Right. Oh, the Raiders got nothing left. They got no energy. They go to the, you know 70 minutes Sunday night, 88 plays on defense. They held Joe Burrow, that defense held Joe Burrow to six points in the second half. You don't do that unless you're putting your ass on the line for your coach. You know, uh, Q, there have been a lot of, there have been 42, 42 interim coaches hired since 1990. Most of them haven't worked, but several have. Guys like Marty Schottenheimer, mm-hmm. Marv Levy, even a guy by the name of Art Shell, you may have heard of. May have heard of him. Started their own career <laughs> as interim coaches. I think Rich Bisaccia is taking over a situation where the Raiders are a lot closer than people think. And if you bust that up, you'll not only have your fifth coach in seven years, from a guy who's genuinely earned it and has the players behind his back, they'll go through hell in a gas lead too for this guy. You're making a huge mistake. If you bring in Jim Harbaugh, it's just a matter of time before he starts to wear on people. It's not going to end well, and you're going to regret it, and I don't mind having this on tape because I mean it. Right. No, I'm not mad at you, and that's why we have you on, because we, we know you're going to bring the heat. You're going to be honest about your feelings. And so let me ask you this. Say they keep Rich Bisaccia, and I, I said this at the top of the show. Rich Bisaccia very well could get this job. You know, I, just for every reason you just mentioned, how does he go about convincing Mark Davis that, hey, this is what we have right now, and this is what does he have to do to take them to the next level, get them over the hump? More of the same before and backfill in a few key positions. Get another receiver that can take the top off the defense. You merely need to add on to what you've already started. Don't go back to 2016. You guys saw what happened, and then they got to the playoffs. It got busted up. You already know the history from there. Right. They need to rally the troops and maintain the us-against-the-world mentality that it's always sustained the Raiders. They're really not that far off. No sense in bringing in a new coach and a new staff with new terminology and a new playbook. All he has to do is pick up where he left off, and he'll get better on game day management. Okay, these are things that he had to have a baptismal by fire with the whole world watching, and the Raiders had this massive distraction, series of distractions, mm-hmm. that they had to answer to that wasn't even their fault. Right. But they had to answer to it, and it followed them everywhere. Rich Bisacci, I believe, is a special person. And the bottom line is you look Mark Davis in the eye and say, Coach, or, you know, Mark, I did in four weeks what Coach Gruden couldn't do in four years, and that's get him to the playoffs. There's your proof of performance. The rest is pablum. I like it. I like it. I really do. Hey, Bernie, uh, you're breaking it down, man. It's really good stuff. I I, I like it. And, uh, yeah, that, I, there's been a lot of that conversation. You know, a lot of people have been calling in and saying just about the same thing you're saying, just not the same way you're saying it, but uh, making a whole lot of sense, man. You, you really are. So uh, we'll see how everything shakes out. We'll see how uh, what Mark D- Davis, whatever decisions he makes, but uh, it should get very interesting. So let me add final question for you. If Jim Harbaugh is not the guy and he ends up staying at Michigan, how long do you think it'll take before he decides he needs to get out of there and, and just scratch that itch that is the NFL? Well, he lives across the street from his dad, who's been in his ear for seven years, who believes Jim's doing God, God's work to stay at Michigan. <laughs> I think the window could be closing because they're going to go to Columbus next year and get their asses kicked. <laughs> Mark my words. So I think he'd be there to stay. That wouldn't be the worst thing. He's got a nice life with a second wife and a young family. 
I think the door might be closing if it doesn't happen right now. But I just don't like the way this has unfolded. If they hadn't beaten Ohio State, we're not even having this conversation. So to point. spread your rings and fill your oats like that and hold the university at, at bay while you decide what you want to do, that tells you a little bit about the man right there. There you go. That's a great way to do it. It's a mic drop moment right there. Bernie Fratto, Fox Sports Radio, National on Twitter. Bernie Fratto, what, uh, what, what you got coming up or what you going to be doing that we need to be on the lookout for? Well, so Saturday night, obviously, I'm going to break down the NFL remaining slate and analyze and preview uh, Sunday's games, talk about uh, some of the coaching vacancies and speculate on where we're going with there. Uh, Major League Baseball is back in the news and for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> right. There's some updates as to whether the A's might come to Las Vegas, and I don't think that looks uh, good right now. And, all, you know, all the hits. Play all the hits, my man. That's what you do. That's what you do. Hey, great stuff, my man. I do appreciate you, and uh, this will not be the last time, man. We'll definitely get together again. I appreciate it. All right. It's a pleasure to be with you, Damon and uh, Q. Uh, enjoy your weekend. And I'm, I've got my finger in the air waiting to see if Harbaugh even gets invited to interview with the Raiders. you got to start there. Exactly right. Exactly right. Great stuff, Bernie. Great stuff. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, Thanks, Bernie, guys. Bernie Fratto right there, for Fox Sports Radio National, breaking it down. And so everyone who's in the corner – of Rich Basaccia, you just heard from the man. You just heard from Bernie on why he gave every reason and then some to keep Rich Basaccia. I'm not mad at him. I definitely appreciate uh, his point of view on that and giving us a little bit of insight and a little bit of background on what's going down, a little boots on the ground there in Michigan. So uh, good stuff right there. 316 is the time. What do you think, Raider Nation? Holler at us, 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Just had a really good interview with Bernie Fratto from Fox Sports Radio National. Does a fantastic job at Bernie Fratto on Twitter. Soul Patrol tweeted at us. Strong case for Rich Basaccia from Bernie Fratto on Raider Nation Radio just now. Only question I ask is can he retool the offense to be competitive with KC? That is the main goal above all else. Also, can he get a handle on the team's off-the-field issues? And when he talks about off-the-field issues, he talks about the latest with Nate Hobbs. He did not get arrested. He's not in jail. But just another bad look for a team and a player that doesn't need any more bad looks. Nevada State Police Highway Trooper cited Las Vegas Raiders Nate Hobbs for driving 110 miles an hour on the 215 Beltway less than two weeks after he was charged with DUI. Uh, just not a good look. Just not a good look at all. Uh, I've seen people already. And, you know, the thing is, I love I love the passion of the Raider Nation. I love fans that have a lot of passion. And I've seen people say, well, Q, don't act like you haven't got a speeding ticket. I have, but not going 110. And I wasn't going 110 two weeks after getting arrested for almost a DUI. I mean, or, you know, or, or potentially a DUI. I mean, it's 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 not the same thing. It's not apples and apples. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking about two different things. A speeding ticket's one thing. Going 110, when you're dealing with everything you've dealt with throughout the course of the season and the year, from Ruggs to Gruden, well, Gruden to Ruggs to Arnett to Hobbs to Hobbs. I mean, it's just, it's a combination of everything. So all speeding tickets are not equal. Let's put it like that. Also, like, because I agree with your sentiment on all speeding tickets are not equal. 
but also for some people, just pump the brakes. Where like that text that you just got in was that a text or tweet? Tweet. Okay, but it's just oh, all the field like of whoever the next coach is, can they fix the off the field issues? All right. I feel like this isn't a team wide thing. Right. You know. You know, the a bad apple ruins Certain the whole news, bunch. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like, you know, like we just had a – I'm not trying to pull out the what about court, but there was a Chiefs player. He got arrested for something oh, yeah. minor. Yeah. But it's just like nobody's looking – this isn't an indictment on the Chiefs. No. no one's like, oh, they need to get their whole locker room in just order. Just a guy who's got to make a lot better decisions. Exactly. That's all. So I just don't I just don't like the whole, like, well, this team needs to get it together. Right. Because if I was on that team, I'd be like, what's this got to do with me? Well, I'll tell you this. How about this? This is a good, uh, good piece of news. Raiders rookie safety Trayvon Merrick played 99.48%. That's 1,152 out of 1,158 snaps this season, flashing excellent cover skills. That 99.48% of snaps was the second highest for any defensive player in the NFL. And Field Yates from ESPN says, not bad for a guy who slid in the draft to the second round because of injury concerns. That's the one thing. I saw your, your uh, tweet that you put out earlier. You said Iron Man. Bra- Trayvon Merrick might not have had the big accolades, he might not have been talked about as highly as Nate Hobbs was because Nate Hobbs, we all talked about Nate, you know, and his ability, but Trayvon Merrick played a hell of a season. He was there. His ability and availability was there. Did he make a couple mistakes here and there? Sure. Sure. He's a rookie. He's learning. I think he's going to get better. But the one thing I can say about him, you always knew that he was going to be there. You always knew he was going to be there and he was going to be available. Our guy, James tweeted at us that interview with Bernie was excellent and very eye opening. I'm starting to wonder if one of the questions to the GM candidates is if they'd be on board with retaining Basaccia. Better yet is the question, who is the head coach and is Basaccia on their short list? That's good stuff. James, thank you so much for that tweet. We do appreciate you. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to our guy, Raider Mike. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? What's up, D? Chilling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, season's over, so it's all of a sudden act, act a fool. Right. I mean, Leatherwood gets a domestic charge. Hobbs speeding like an idiot two weeks after getting a DUI. I mean, come on, guys. Wake up. I know you're young. I mean, we did stupid things, but we also didn't make millions of dollars and have the spotlight on us. You got to wake up. You're a professional football player. The, the Vegas cops are going to be on you. It's just the way it is. And uh, you probably are... are driving around these badass rides and uh, going, going 110, uh, unbelievable. On that road, that's just unacceptable. That's, I'll leave that there. I mean, I, I'm just irritated and pissed about it. Um, I, what Coach B has done with this team and if, that was forged in fire is, is miraculous. How he doesn't get this job, I don't know. And so I say, give him one more shot at it. Just like the guy your interview said. Look, I got this team in the playoffs. Gruden couldn't do it. I did it. You know? Mm-hmm. One question I have for you guys is, who was the special teams guy when Richie B was promoted? He was. Oh, he did both. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's pretty valuable. Very. <laughs> Very. You know, so let him do both as he did because we've got probably the special, best special teams unit in the entire NFL. I think we really do. And find a GM and say, we're going to let you do one thing. You're going to leave Gus alone. You're going to leave Richie alone. But this offense needs to be cleaned up because we're going to be gunslinging against Herbert and the Muppet King. 
for the next 12, 13 years. So let him pick his OC, but all the other three with the GM come in an agreement with it. That's going to be our OC. This is what we're going to go forward with because the field general that led through all this crap is D.C. I don't want Deshaun Watson. I just I don't want Aaron Rodgers. I don't want Russell. I want D.C. He's earned it. Five head coaches, three GMs. He's had, what, five different playbooks he's had to learn in eight years. It's ridiculous. And he just keeps coming out in front of these mics looking like a class act, keeping his head held high and keeping his team together. That's all I got to Thank you, my man. Appreciate you. Great stuff as always. It's always good to hear from you, and uh, you bring up a lot of good points, man, and I, I love – and that's the thing, man. That's why I keep saying that I wouldn't want to be sitting in Mark Davis's shoes because there's great arguments like Bernie made in that interview. Great – I mean, and the, and the comments and the compliments for that interview keep rolling in. So you know that he hit home with a lot of those points. That's a great argument for keep, keeping Richie B. And then there's arguments on the other side of, okay, but got to get over the top. I've seen people say, well, maybe Richie B was – Mark Jackson and the Raiders need their Steve Kerr, you know, and look, I was a, I was very angry when Mark Jackson got fired and he never did get another job. Probably never will get another job. I was angry, but Steve Kerr got the Warriors over the top. So, I, I mean, if, if that's the argument that you're having, I'm not saying I'm having that argument. If that's the argument you're having, I get it. That's why it's such a tough position that Mark Davis is in. 329 is the time when we come back. We'll be talking to our guy, Lee Sterling, from ParamountSports.com. We'll start off talking about the Titans and the Bengals as we get, you know, it's a little bit of money lines, get a little gambling lines, see where the smart money's at. We'll find out all that next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the sporting lines with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. And it pays off in a touchdown. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It is that time of the week to talk to my guy, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Get a little bit of the betting lines, figure out exactly uh, who to bet on and, and where to place your money. And Lee, I do appreciate you as always, my man. How excited are you for this divisional round playoffs? I mean, the Super Wild Card was fun, but this is where it really gets real for the divisional round. I love it because I, I think it's the best we've ever seen. All eight teams are deserved. Uh, so there's no, you know, I, I guess you might say that Cincinnati is the darling here uh, <laughs> right. trying to break into the party. But uh, I could see, you know, a, a case where all four teams could somehow get to the Super Bowl. And I, I, I can't remember the last time I could have said that. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm going to bet all the games. I'm going to do a bunch of in-game betting here. So, uh, and, and, you know, just there's some situations, you know, sometimes in gaming, you know, betting here can be better um, than betting the game, you know, an injury can take place. And I love in game betting in college football. So if ever a starting quarterback goes out, cause I know these backup quarterbacks, I think almost as well as the starters, but, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen these teams, you know, so many games. So I know their strengths and weaknesses and I just can't wait for it. Trust me. 
There'll be nothing going on except for eating, going to the bathroom, and watching football. <laughs> I know that's right, man. I'm excited about it. I really am. I mean, Cincinnati knocked off the Raiders last weekend in uh, probably one of the best games of the Super Wild Card weekend. But this weekend, I'm assuming it's going to be a really great weekend with a lot of great games. So it, it should be action-packed all weekend yep. long. Let's go ahead and, and jump right into it, man. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, they were the number one seed. They were at home. They watched everything shake out last weekend. And as I mentioned, the Bengals, they knocked off the Raiders. My man, Damon is a big Titans fan, so this is one where his ears are perked up for it, Lee. The Titans are minus three and a half versus the Bengals. How do you see this one shaking out? So here's what I'm hearing. Uh, so I do, I do a couple shows in Cincinnati, and they're saying that if you are not into a bar or a sports bar by like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, don't plan on getting into a bar or a sports bar to watch the game. You're not even gonna, you're not even getting a standing room only seat. So they are that ready to go here, but I think they're up against it. So I still think that they have some weaknesses. Their offensive line, not quite championship level. I love Joe Burrow. I think right now Cincinnati, of all the teams in the division, is trending upward. The others probably trending downward. But I also think their their defensive line and linebackers maybe are not 100% uh, through injury and as far as talent level to take on this Tennessee Titans team. I, I think we're going to see Henry back, and I think they're going to get him 10, 12, 15 touches here. And maybe the first time that their two stud receivers have not been on the injury list all season long. So I think they'll have some success against uh, maybe some mediocre Cincinnati cornerback. So I think Joe Burrow will will fight, but in the end, I, I just don't think it's going to be enough. you got to pay your dues in the NFL here. I like Tennessee. I'm going to lay the three and a half over Cincinnati. I think they win this game something like 31-14. Boom, 31-14. That's a blowout right there, slowing yep. down that big Cincinnati Bengal offensive attack that they have. And uh, right now, demond has got a big old super smile on his face. He can't even talk right now, Lee. You've made him so happy with that big old <laughs> smile on his face. I, I like to go back and call it a Kool-Aid smile that he's rocking right now. So, uh, He's very excited. Yeah, yeah. And another thing, to, one more thing to watch in that game. Tennessee early in the year, was they were in the top two as far as blitzing. Yeah. And they're still number five in the NFL, but over the last five or six weeks, gone more to a zone defense, and I think that's really important, covering Jamar Chase. He's, he's a guy that's big, strong, fast, and when he goes up for the ball, unlike in preseason when he's dropping everything, he's catching everything. So you want to make sure you have two guys on that guy at all times, and uh, Tennessee has been one of the reasons for their ascent without Henry. Their star running back has been on defense, going to more de zone defenses. Boom, there it is right there. Well, that's the Tennessee Titans, minus three and a half versus the Bengals. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. How about this one? How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the L.A. Rams? And uh, the Buccaneers are minus three versus the Rams. What are your thoughts on this one, Lee? Yeah, so the Bucks got to face, I thought, the worst team in the playoffs, which was the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, most years, Philly wouldn't have made it, but now, you know, there's seven teams getting in from each conference. If they were in the AFC, I think they would have been like the 12th or 13th best team. So uh, Tampa Bay is going to be a tough team to knock out, but I think what we're going to see is we're going to see that pass rush, which is really coming on. And Philadelphia had four sacks in last week's game. So Aaron Donald, we know what he can do. He's unblockable. Von Miller uh, looks like he's back to his prime form here. Remember, uh, when he's playing really well, he had three sacks and, a, and a, a pick in that game in the AFC 
2015 title game. So best I've seen him play in a couple years. And then uh, I think they're going to put Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans. And Mike Evans is great, but Jalen Ramsey, I think, might be the best cornerback in the NFL. If they can limit him to three or four receptions, uh, Gronk's going to have to have a career game. And, you know, they can move down the field, but we're probably not going to see, you know, 30, 40-yard games with Gronk. They're going to I think they're going to put someone low and high on him and uh, try to limit him also. So uh, if, if Tampa Bay is going to win this game, they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to go to some secondary guys like the Scotty Miller, some of these other receivers and tight ends, and uh, take nothing away from Tom Brady. I don't like to go against him often, but I even went against Nick Saban in the <laughs> championship game here. And I think it's a bad line. Hey, you, know, you know, why would you take Tampa Bay here? Uh, I just think that – the, the public's going to be tempted, and they're going to see minus three. Oh, it should be four and a half, five. I'll jump on it. Well, uh, sometimes it's a trap. I like the Rams here, plus three. I think the wrong team's favorite. I think they win this game 27-24 and knock off the champs. Wow. Boom. There it is right there. Interesting one right there. And I'll tell you, Lee, man, and I've been really kind of pounding this uh, home all season long. I just can't get on board with trusting Matt Stafford. You know what I mean? Like, Matt Stafford no, no, concerns that's, that's me. The, that's the, that's <laughs> There's always a caveat when you get to these, these you know, you know, these you know divisional championship games, and um, there's always something that you know. It's not like uh, you got one great team and one bad team. Right. So, um, just think that maybe if they play with a lead, he might be able to get the job done. There it is, right there. Play with the lead will be the key in that game, right there. Tampa Bay and the Rams. Talking right now with Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com on Twitter at Paramount Sports here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's wrap up with this one right here. This is a game that one, the line is really, really close, and it may, I don't know, I have to ask you, maybe it'll move a little bit. Kansas City and the Buffalo Bills. Right now, Kansas City minus one and a half is what I'm seeing. Is this one, do you think yep. this one fluctuates any? Uh, Kansas City and Buffalo? I think there's a chance it might go up to two, two and a half. Okay. So, uh, if you like Buffalo like I do, maybe you sit and, and hold here. One and a half is pretty much a deadline. Sometimes you see games, you know, fall on two. So, if you can get two and a half, uh, could be a difference. If it gets goes up to two and a half, you can always buy it up to three. But I think this is a game that's going to go down to last possession. Two of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. I don't think cold weather is going to affect them. Uh, you know, if we had uh, a driving snowstorm or that, 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 that wind and, and, and rain that was going on in that game when they played New England early in the year, Buffalo, but that was 50 mile an hour winds with 60 to 70 mile an hour gusts. Looks like the weather is going to cooperate. One of the first things I look at when I look at every game in the playoffs and, uh, just think that, you know, Buffalo's time, this might be their time. I think they're linebackers, which were not filling holes and making plays, uh, in space. Uh, down the stretch over the last three or four games. Yeah, they're playing extremely well here. So uh, finally getting some health. Uh, they're running the football. They've ran the ball now six straight times for more than 100 yards. So uh, And then uh, J- Josh Allen, I mean, running the ball. I mean, he doesn't just run. with. He's 6'5", like 240. Uh, he's fast, and he'll break tackles. So, uh, you know, whereas Mahomes looks to get out of bounds, Josh Allen looks to – to break uh, maybe a tackle and gain another 10, 15 yards. So I think it's going to be tight, but I think it's Buffalo's time here. Take nothing away from Kansas City. Maybe the best two teams in the NFL. I like Buffalo here in a shootout. 
37-34. Boom, there it is right there. So you had earlier, you had the Rams knocking off Tampa Bay, and now you got Buffalo knocking off Kansas City, and there's some new new players in the NFL, right? I mean, that'll, that'll really shake up the, the NFL playoffs if that happens exactly how we are looking at it. So that's that's good stuff right there, man. It's exciting and, and gets me even more fired up for this upcoming weekend. Well, great stuff, Lee. I definitely appreciate you. Now, the one game we didn't talk about was San Francisco and Green Bay. If anyone wants to reach out to you and get that game and also whatever else. I mean, UFC, basketball, of course, is going on, pro and college. You've got everything covered. They want to reach out and get that stuff from you. What do they need to do? Well, I'll give away that game for free. All they need to do is call this number, 800-400-9741. You want to get that game for free, 800-400-9741. We've got specials for UFC 270, five fights, $55. And if we don't produce a winning card you get the next card for free we're that sure we're going to win so that's a huge card coming up on saturday night uh you get four divisional games got four selections also looking at a couple totals uh get those four for 44 dollars and then also uh you want to get all our sports football basketball college and nba hockey and also the ufc through the end of the month just 150 dollars it's all up and available right now ParamountSports.com. Boom, you get that hockey, you can get that inside track yep. on the Vegas Golden Knights, right? <laughs> yep, yeah. And I'm going to be, they're coming in, they're coming down to Miami next weekend. So, nice. So, uh, got, got the invite from a friend of mine while being in the box for that game. So, uh, got to root my Florida Panthers on. Well, there you go. You got the Florida Panthers. I got the Vegas Golden Knights. So, we'll, uh, yep. we'll be dueling that day, dueling uh, competition. Yep. But it's all good. That's what we do. Lee, fantastic stuff. As always, again, ParamountSports.com and at Paramount Sports on Twitter is where you can find Lee and with us here on Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, thank you so much for your time. As always, Lee, enjoy the weekend. It's going to be fantastic, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. You too, Q. Have a great weekend. Absolutely, my man. You do the same. That's the great Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com. Find him on Twitter at Paramount Sports and definitely appreciate his time here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation, want to hear from you? 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line always wide open like some old school TV antennas. 69187, keyword R&R. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. File this news under news that shocks nobody. The NFL told the remaining playoff teams in a memo today that under a change to the NFL and NFLPA protocols, unvaccinated players no longer will be subject to daily coronavirus testing. They will only be tested if they have symptoms of COVID-19 illness as the same with vaccinated players. They basically are saying the show will go on. If you're sick or not, they might as well just said, just don't tell us Go on out there. Fake it till you make it. Don't mess up the money. It's always about the money always. So the way that started the season clearly is not the way they're going to end the season. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to make sure I passed that little bit of news along. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Raider 27. What's on your mind, my man? <laughs> Fake it till you make it. I'm still laughing. <laughs> man, that joke's tighter in my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to have to give me a second here to get myself together. I wasn't expecting to take it till you make it. That's <laughs> all good, man. That's what we do around here. Hey, listen, um, I ran a business for many, many, many years, and then I ended up owning the business, 
And chemistry in the workforce is everything. Mm-hmm. I remember I had a, a pretty small shop, but there was I had two shifts. And I had 18 guys in this little bitty place that's really five guys is comfortable to work in there. And is it a sweatshop? Do you, if, huh? <laughs> you have a sweatshop? <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> you making Nikes? <laughs> no, man. Just kidding. I had a custom cabinet shop. Okay, gotcha. I was a professional woodworker. Nice. And um, the one thing is, is that you could hum. If you had a group that could get together, and once I learned not to be such a jerk as a leader, it just – if you could get everybody to get along and everybody likes you and everybody's happy doing what they're doing, it just makes such a huge difference. I don't think we're very far away. Mm-hmm. I, I think what killed Mayock is all those first round picks that didn't hit. Right. And the big thing that killed him was not rebuilding the offensive line this year. If we have, if we had even a middle of the pack offensive line, we, for, we would have beat the, Bengals. Of course, if, if Hunter Renfro doesn't slip on third down, we're in overtime anyway. But, right. Um, I think we're really, really close. You know, I hear all the noise about Harbaugh, and I'm like, okay. I, and, I, and I'm and i like all these other coaches, and I'm like, okay, I, I get the whole thing. But, A, I'm trying to stay out of the – I'm not picking anybody. I'm not picking a horse in this race. I'm gotcha. just going to let it play out because – you know what happens with every every fan base is they decide, oh, we got to have Harbaugh, right. or it's all over. And then when they don't get Harbaugh, they hate the coach. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In our case, it'd be okay because then they'd hate the coach and not hate DC, <laughs> right? Because because if if it's not for Derek Carr, that team doesn't stay together. And if it's not for Rich Basaccia, that team doesn't stay together. You know, we'd lose everything if it wasn't for Derek Carr and Bisaccia. And I was watching Tate Don't Lie the first half of that Cincinnati game. Mm-hmm. Two touchdowns were blatantly dropped, and he, he had like four or five big plays that were just dropped. And it's like, what do you want the guy to do? He's standing there. He has no time. He never knows whether he's going to have a second and a half or two or three seconds. He's got to get rid of that football. And... um that's that's what I think sunk Mayock though was that offensive line. Could you know, be he he made up for the first round picks by getting Renfro and, and Crosby and Hobbs and all these other good players. And Hobbs is probably not the best example I could come up with today. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, you guys get the idea of what I'm saying. If we could keep Basaccia and don't even get rid of Olson, keep Olson there, but bring in a young offensive mind. To help Olsen modernize and be more creative with this offense, because I'm not sure learning a new offense with a team that you're going to want to try to make a Super Bowl run is is the best idea you can come up with. All right, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Right way to break it down. I appreciate you, man. I would have let you roll a little bit longer, but we are running short on time. But I, I get the gist of it. I get the gist of what you're saying. And look, that's that's the good argument about it. You know, it's like, hey, uh, these these guys could be close, and I do feel like they're close. I really do. I'm not saying that they're knocking on the Super Bowl next year, but I, I do feel like that they're really close to to being a team that that you know could be real deal players in the playoffs. So that that makes a great argument for keeping Basachi and keeping the whole thing intact. And like a lot of people say, just run it back. 
back. So uh, we'll see what happens. Again, I'm so happy that I'm not the guy calling the shots and having to make that decision because that, that I think, is going to be a really tough one. Uh, let's go out quickly to the Raider Nation listener line one more time and talk to our guy, ABA Ivan Davis. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, there's 30 seconds, okay, uh, as far as why you should have hired Kasachia. You can also uh, add Mike Mayock in there. Uh, there's an old saying, if you tell somebody you love them, they'll run through a brick wall for you. Clearly, that's what Basaccia did. And, and, the, and the way the players speak about him, clearly that's what he did. I mean, you hear Derek Carr, he does the same thing. I, you know, Christian, right? I love you. Love you. I mean, there's something about that word. Now, there has, does that translate to football? Yeah, but he's been around for 40 years. I mean, he's got all the experience necessary to be a head coach. And the adjustments he made, I think they should have kept Mayock and Basaccio for one more year and said, okay, make the playoffs, get a contract extension. If not, I'm going to let you go. And, I, I, and maybe that's unfair. Maybe it's not. But uh, I think that's what uh, should have happened. Oh, and, and by the way, uh, you said you played basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my thing. I was a basketball player, like Little Q. Oh, okay. Uh, I know you said you were going to come out to the Bay Area and, and do a game. How would you like to actually play in that game? Oh, uh, man. If, if I played against the Mun, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you done started some Navy A. No, we'll we'll talk no. we'll talk about it though. I, I might be able to lace it up again. I got the I got the knee pads. I'm oh, good, no. man. I, hey, look, I can still play above the rim. I'm good. No, no, no. Hey, ten minutes. It's, you know, ten minutes. Couple shots. Yeah, that's all so I, I need, man. I just need enough to get a sweat going. That's all. I'll be good. I'll be good. I got you, man. I'll play. Hell yeah, I'll play. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Anyway, that, that, that's all I had. You know, I'm sure you got other calls or whatnot. You have a good weekend, Q. Hey, man. You and too. Appreciate the call. Good stuff, my man. Yeah, I'm ready now. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Oh, now y'all done got him. Hey, man, the most. Hey, man, I'm the guy standing next to the coach, like, hey, what you got? What you need? I'll shut him down. I need you to go sit down. That's why you're over here next to me. No, no, coach. I'm ready. I'm ready. No, 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 no. I'll be like Gary Payton Jr., you know, like the glove, the other glove, the son of the glove. I don't know if you saw him dunk on uh, the Pacers last night. I did, I did. Woo! My man said, bye, yeah! Now, I ain't doing all that. <laughs> you show making it sound like you is, though. I know, because you got to make it sound good, and, you know, you got to look good, sound good, feel good, right? And then you might play good. I got this. I got I got, I got, got some hoops in me. Let y'all behind the curtain a little bit. During one of the breaks, Q said, you just a hater. And I was like, yeah, I am. One of my first times playing basketball here in Vegas, went to a YC, YMCA yeah. out in Henderson. This kid, yo, this dude dunking and everything, you know? And like, and my cousin, they went to the same high school, Foothill out in Henderson. And this dude's like, dunk, and I'm just like, yo, who cares? Who cares? And this dude's like ready to fight me now <laughs> because he killing it in this pickup game. And I'm still talking the most trash. So Q, even if, even if let's say you do get the best of me. No, oh, I will. Ain't going to stop me from talking. No, it's fine. No, you, you, you like, can talk yo, all you want. That's cool. I mean, yo, I'll be getting people hot. Because it's just like, I'm out here killing it. I was like, so you still suck. You still garbage. That's a, People see, don't know how to react. No, but see, that's the beautiful thing about my game is I love, that's that's part of my game is talking. I'm going to tell you about yourself. And the one thing I do when I play, no no joke, no BS, my son will tell you, as God is my witness, I always chew gum when I play and I blow bubbles in front of people's faces. That is the most annoying thing ever. And you go to swipe at it, they get so angry. That's when you know you got them. I blow bubbles in their face all the time. That's how you become a good athlete. Blow a bubble in someone's face. <laughs> you know, like Lance Stevenson blew in LeBron's ear? I ain't going to do all that, but I'll blow a bubble. What did LeBron do? I don't know. Sounds LeBron. like you need to. 
Sounds like you need to be getting ready for a punch in the face. You need to tighten up that jaw. I ain't worried about see. Look, 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 look. See how he's already frustrated? I already I talked about anything. his game. Look, I already talked about his game. He's trying to fight. Nothing. You want to fight already. You want to fight, and I didn't even do it. I just talked just about saying, it. I'm just saying. I don't oh, see you're I'm defeated. Just... You are defeated. Not me. You already lost. I'm just saying. I don't see how it didn't happen to you. Nah, because I'm already in your head, man. I'm, hey, man, what did Ike tell Tina? You can't get rid of me. I'm in your head. 357 is the time. Vinny Bonsignor, Lincoln Kennedy coming up next in the huddle. Closing things out 4-6. to six. Demond's done. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920.